What's up, everyone? This is Adam Mades from DNVR, excited to talk to you about American financing. Everyday bills are high, and everything is still very expensive, which is why, if you own a home, I want you to call our friends at American Financing. Interest rates are lower than they've been in a long time. They're saving their customers, on average, $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Their job is to save you money. Call American Financing and tell them DNVR sent you today, and you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. That's 303-695-7000, 303-695-7000, or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, wow. The good old trade deadline. The good old trade deadline. Never Nothing really like happened. Never hurt anyone. What's up, everybody? And welcome into our trade deadline special. Let's go. Traded it for two second round picks. <laughs> oh, well, looking forward to using those <laughs> later on. Uh, I don't know. That we, well, I guess we're presented by DraftKings. Uh, I got the squad with me over here. Of, of, we're going to go in order of optimist to pessimist, and I'm going to start with Brendan Boat. Still feeling good. Number one team in the West, best player in the league. They're the team everyone else had to catch up with. There are better teams out there going forward. Beat the best to be the best, baby. Let's do this. I know you mean business today because you put on real shoes. That's right. Holy smokes. Left the Subus at home. Socks and everything, too. Wow. Wow. Uh, Moving down just slightly in terms of optimism, I got Harrison Wind. (sighs) Yeah, I'm definitely more optimistic than (laughs) D-Line. Yeah? Um, That's not saying much, though. (laughs) Yeah? Um, I don't know. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll be as optimistic as Vote. Let's talk ourselves up, man. Let's talk ourselves into it. I've got hope. And then representing the doom and gloom of the show, it's D-Line. Listen, I don't have doom and gloom for the Denver Nuggets. I cannot believe the trade that just, I just, I am so beside myself. It I am doesn't so feel good. Me. I am so beside myself right now. It doesn't feel good. Like, you know, not that feelings mean everything. We talked a lot about when the Nuggets are in the position that they're in, a lot of times, you lose the, tr- the press conference. The trades you make are not the ones that are like fun or exciting. When you're a young team, man, every prospect's exciting. You just talk yourself into what totally. they could be. Totally. Um, at this stage, it's not. That being said, to recap what's happened today is still a little bit surprising. The first move of the day, Thomas Bryan is traded to the Denver Nuggets at the cost of one Davon Reed, basically a zero for the Nuggets. He wasn't playing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, but nobody wanted him to, to <laughs> be in a rotation in any capacity. And then three second-round picks. Just toss those things. Yeah, those are worthless. Who, who wants those? <laughs> yeah. Three potential Nikola Jokic's? Wow. Like, wow. I can't believe it. Three second-round picks. And they get Thomas Bryant. The second move of the day, also with Los Angeles, this time with the Clippers, sending Bones Highland to the Clippers and receiving two second-round picks, those being the Clippers' picks in 23 and 25. And the 23 likely to be, what, the 50th pick. I mean, it's going to be a top 10 record team so it'll probably be around 50th um harrison let me start with you where do you want to start with these two just your general sense of those two moves are you surprised and what's your first thought with them i mean 
the Thomas Bryant move is the more important one. The Bones Highland one is the one that everybody's going to react to more probably. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what the deal is, but I mean, we should probably start with the bones move. I mean, that, okay. that's the bigger news of the day, I think. And look, I'm not surprised that he was moved. He hasn't played for over a week. It, it's been obvious. The writing has been on the wall and to get two second round picks back for him. That's that's like nothing. It's as low of a trade return as I could have thought they would get. Like package. Yeah, it's pretty much nothing. And, I mean, what you have to take from that is the Nuggets were just done with them. You know, they went into this trade deadline thinking our best option with his situation is to trade him, to just rid ourselves of him and to just kind of end this story now, not let this become a distraction the rest of the year. I mean, it's been clear to me that Michael Malone lost trust in him on the court. I don't think Calvin Booth viewed him as a piece going forward. And just a lot of the stuff that's happened, I feel like over the last week and last month has even lowered his trade value from where it was. So um, it sucks. But I think in this situation, you kind of just got to trust Calvin Booth and trust the organization and think that, you know, for a championship team, this is a move that, Calvin Booth felt like had to be made. Right. This is just what he thought business had to be done. The idea of trust in Calvin Booth, you know, he's new. This just goes, his list of moves is very short. They've been great. KCP yep. was great. Bruce Brown was great. Christian Brown has been great. This is the first one that, like, when it first happens, you're kind of like, I guess the Christian Brown move, I think a lot of, when it happened, and even well, at Summer DeAndre League. Jordan signing was. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan signing as well. But but I'm just saying, that's like a, such a small move, though. Sure, just I'm, saying, but you're right. It was it, the first. But is it a bad move? Honestly, in the hindsight. DeAndre Jordan yeah. signing? It, after the Thomas Bryant trade, it's I think it's fine. Like, I mean, but Malone, I mean, has it cost Denver this year? Like, he's been. Not really. No, you're, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, no, it, no, no, what no, sucked no. about that move is it happened right away. It felt like. It felt like. But the truth is, they brought in a guy who's been a good mentor on a veteran minimum. Who's had I, I almost no that. impact on the I'm on-court glad he's still stuff. on the roster and yeah. not playing. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. We don't have to argue that point. I'm just saying the Christian Brown one was the one that maybe didn't feel great early on, and then you know now has felt really good. But this is the first time. Like now, you make a move, and it's like, man, nothing feels right at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So, man, <laughs> I, uh, I I get it. Like uh, Bones clearly. Uh, wanted to be traded like th there was obviously things happening behind the scenes that we're not privy to uh, that can't be ignored there's things that are personal I mean I, I, I don't know the whole story we don't know the entire story but I mean obviously this trade shows you that it was a they were they both felt like they were in a situation they couldn't move on from I mean I just I I don't know the one thing that I can look to is be it, that it does open up a roster spot and we will be in a place to talk about the buyout market as far as just like asset management. Like, I mean, I, I'm sick. I just, I'm absolutely sick. Like they, they had a player in bones that they hit on late in the draft, which is a rarity, or at least it's, it's, if not a rarity, it's not common. Um, it, the rookie rising stars game. He made it both years, which tells you roughly he's in the top. What? 10 of the class. Yeah. Yeah. And he, in terms he, of performing what he's he, done so far. Yes. And they essentially traded that for what will amount to the 50th pick the, the two years in a row. Like, uh, 
so they gave him i mean they just cut bait they yeah. completely they got absolutely nothing back um of value and i you know my contention this entire time is that we really need depth more than anything and having you know now the point guard core for the denver nuggets consists of one guy that's not actually a true point guard in uh bruce brown and then Ish Smith and Jamal Murray. It's like I I don't I don't feel great about that. Like I, I we'll see what what comes with the buyout market. But I just the saga and the story of Bones Highland in, in Denver is is going to be a tragic one um, for you. Like we're gonna look back on this. It's just one even even if it he doesn't succeed elsewhere. It's just the way this all went. It's just it's it's a bummer. And it is possible. You're right that he becomes an R.J. Hampton. Like where it's just it's totally possible. Kind of like well, I hate to see what he becomes in a few years. And then you're like, well, he actually never even got on the. It's court. An, it's entirely possible. I mean, Bones Highland is by no means a sure thing. Um, he looked incredible coming out of last year. He's looked very shaky for the most of this year, and the fact that he was like so, you know, that there was clearly some sort of trouble in the locker room does not speak well for his uh for his future but i and that trouble is big like you keep saying you know not privy to this or that i mean there have been a lot of stories that have either come out publicly or you know have obviously been been. shared with wind or or myself or or with vote here over the last few weeks it's very clear and this is why over the last week you know it's been oh on the bench he's looked happy and this or that like that stuff to me is window dressing like guys that can sit next to each other (laughs) on a bench or something is different from you know some conflicts when go ahead you want to chime in on it no, I'm no. Go, go I'm, I'm just saying that there, to, to me it's more. To me it's more the the MPJ, the people come, the the players coming out and emphatically saying that they're in his corner, right? The it, MPJ and, and but here's the here's DeAndre the thing about Jordan. roster building in the NBA. It's not just about like do these pieces are they good pieces. It's all about do they fit, and it's not even just about do they fit on the court. It's do they fit timelines do they fit personality opportunity like you're competing at the end of the day you're both part of a team working together but also competing with each other for opportunity sure 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 and i think that bones had a little bit of that and then look i do think that this is very clearly a situation that came to a head where i don't think denver does this if it's like if uh, they thought it was salvageable. If it's Vlaco Chanchar, you know, and they're just like, well, we're not using him, so we should move him for no-. But no, this was this to me feels like they were like, we have to do something. Was not some of the reporting for the last three days, well, actually, they don't have to, and if the yeah. returns are so bad, they won't do it. Now we're just dropping that line. Do you, do you know what that was, though? Smoke? Yeah, trying to keep BS. that price, trying to get the price I, sure, up. I mean, sure, I, but let's just, which acknowledge, is fair. let's just acknowledge that, though, I want to say. It's a bad return. Now, Bones plays a large role in this being a bad return. Right. Like Bones... We've learned this was a two-way street, the desire to move on to some extent. So Bones plays a huge role in this. When he left the floor early. And he, then left the arena. <laughs> he did damage to his value, right? So this is not all the Nuggets on the Nuggets front office. No. But there's a bottom line to evaluating the return. Where were we with Bones a year ago? If I told you two seconds for Bones, you'd be like, what happened? Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, something terrible happened. Something terrible And happened. indeed, something did. I mean, I likened this, I think, two weeks ago when it first started to pu- bubble up. I likened it to the Nurkic situation. I said, this one feels more like Nurkic than it does Beasley or any of these other ones where it's like, this is headed for an unhappy ending. And what happened with Nurkic? You had to include a first-round pick to get back Mason right, Plumlee. Right. You essentially gave up the best player and a pick yeah. to get back just because you had to get out of a situation. And it just feels the same for Denver, that this is one where Denver... And maybe they are proven right, the same way they were proven right by making that trade with Nurkic. We still think they should have gotten something better out of Nurkic. Like, it's, yeah. he was a good enough player. 
But in in the end, it still was like, yeah, but Denver was just needed to move on, and they got to that spot. By the way, the Hornets just made a trade. The or I'm sorry, the Clippers just got Mason Plumlee. Yep. So and, and and at out, the cost Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson, which is interesting because I keep wondering is Bones even going to play for the Clippers? We'll get to that here in a little bit, but yeah. I don't. I, Reggie Jackson going out the door maybe helps that. Luke Kennard going out the door maybe gives him an opportunity yeah. there. I just think you know more on like why the Nuggets felt like they could trade Bones for only two second rounders and really get nothing in return is because I don't think the Nuggets think that Bones Highland would have played a role in them winning a championship this season. I, I don't think Mike Malone trusted him That's in the, the playoffs. I don't think Calvin Booth trusted him as a core yeah. important piece of this team moving forward. Um, and if that's the case, like, yeah, you can make the argument of, oh, let's just keep him on the roster and not play him and then reassess in the summer. But the probably best thing to do is just get rid of it right now and just start clean. And look, you just have to, you just have to evaluate every move the Nuggets make from the perspective of, does this help them win a championship this season? Does Bones Highland help them win a championship this, se- this well, season? Does two second-round picks? I don't think he does. Could he hurt the Nuggets' chances at winning a championship this season? I think he could have. Right. He, I, can't, I can't buy that. Like he, I watched him win a playoff game for the Denver Nuggets yep. nearly single-handedly. Like, I don't, he's not a different player. He's just like things have been... Uh, in, when we spoke to him, he talked about just having insecurity and in what his role was, what he was supposed to be doing, sharing the, the floor with Jamal. Listen, I, I don't view Bones Highland as the answer to the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. I just think that, to me, at the end of the day, like this boils down to just like terrible asset management. like Just having something of value and tr- flipping it for absolutely nothing in a place at a time where truly like depth is going to be something that is going to be required i mean has been proven to us beyond a shadow of a doubt in the last two years like depth is very important when you head into the playoffs if you lose somebody somebody gets injured whatever um you need to have some other people be able to step up we'll see if they address it in the buyout market i mean i i I am obviously leaving room open here to see you know what further moves happen if this just happened if like it's just this way uh, and max i don't Go, go away. If, I, if I'm being emotional, like, <laughs> get out of the chat. Um, I'm explaining, like, a lot of people feel this way. Like, it's, I, I, they just need, like, if, if they don't address the hole that's left and, and don't get any depth back, I'm going to consider this a massive failure. This is like a, a deal that could easily be made in the offseason. There's no reason to, to push this right now unless. There is, and again, I'm leaving complete room open to let's see what happens. Do you think, even if, I mean, we, again, we're not, we don't know the degree to what this distraction was. People like Michael Porter Jr. did come out and, and say they support him. But is it possible that the Nuggets did view it as, hey, it's way more likely to be an anchor on us than, than just a nothing? It could be. I mean, listen, that I'm not privy to anything that goes on in the locker room. It could absolutely be that way. I mean, uh, this hints that that's what it is is that they they like this is a a move that has urgency to it that feels fabricated um and so you got to think obviously there's a lot more to the story i just from a pure like looking at a basketball team standpoint like i just hate giving up something of value for something of no value how much of this do you think has to do with the shift from tim conley to calvin booth meaning 
I don't think Calvin Booth would have picked Bones two years ago. Right. And part of that, I, I honestly think there's something to this. Like, if you look at Tim Conley, he did a lot of great things, obviously, for Denver. I don't like the revisionist history. Like, the, core, the starting lineup outside of KCP was a Tim Conley-built team. But if you look at, like, Bull Bull when he drafted him, I remember the thought was, man, he could be incredible. But does Denver need incredible right now? And right. isn't it more likely that it's just going to be, like, ambiguous whether or not you should keep him or this or that? And I wonder if Bones Highland was the same play where – Part of the risk when you take a player like that isn't just are they going to hit or are they not, but it's also like is it going to work out from a patient standpoint and a like Christian Brown is not gunning for Jamal Murray's yeah. role. I would think even before the rift or perceived rift or whatever, Booth probably had a fundamentally different perspective on Bones right. as a prospect than Tim. And then there's also the added element of, you know. Tim will trade guys, but Tim treats players like people and, and not assets. That's not to imply that Calvin is. I'm going to finish the point. Um, but that, like, he may not have... He There's, like, a human element to Tim. Oh, I want this to work out, right? And that can be sure. for better or worse. Uh, so he may have had a different perspective on the whole thing. And I do think Cal... Right, like... Like, players like Malik Beasley, it's kind of a miracle... In hindsight, that he didn't become as disgruntled as say Bones so, is right now. Yeah, it just but nothing ever happened with Porter that. Porter said that after the game. You know, he said there have been guys here who are good players, good offensive right. players. Jeremy Grant, Malik Beasley. But what we're doing in Denver isn't congruent with their aspirations. That's the case here. But I also think it's probably true that from day one, Booth probably viewed Bones a little differently than Connolly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. I think so as well. Looking at the roster now. It, it is pretty – I think Calvin Booth's fingerprints are all over it at this very moment. I mean, even Davon Reed, you know, being gone now, you look at this roster and think, who is the – this is pretty much all his roster. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Is there any lingering pieces of this that are not – that are holdovers? Well, I mean, Nicole Jokic is Tim Connolly, of course. No, of, well, So I mean, is Jamal all, Murray. What I, I don't mean brought in. I don't yep. mean brought in. I just mean guys that he likes. Like, Nicole Jokic, every GM would like. <laughs> Aaron Gordon, I think every GM would like. I'm just saying – we think of Calvin Booth, his stated goal for this team has been like Jokic, Murray, and a bunch of defensive-minded guys with size and length. And that's kind of what's left. Yeah. Like the players that didn't fit that are no longer on the roster. And it's like, okay, yeah. well. I mean, I got to say, I, I really like the Thomas Bryant move. Yeah. I do. Let's I mean, get I, into it now. Thomas yeah, yeah. Bryant I started for... off the day like hyped. Like I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like this is a, you know. The backup five is another – those are the two areas of need that we've been talking about all season, backup five, and more recently for me anyway was the backup one. Um, and Thomas Bryant's the only center in the NBA that I saw, like, really get over on Nikola Jokic this year, other than maybe Joel Embiid. Uh, but, like – he was a Thomas Bryant is like a, a quality player. Like to get that as your your backup five. I mean, that's so he's on an expiring contract. You know, like he it, this yeah. clearly seems like a right out the season type move. But nonetheless, I mean, I like I, I like the player. Like I like the player. It it, it it actually creates a little bit more or less confusion at that. Does it that position? I think that that. Well, I guess you're right. I, I mean, see. I, let me disagree with you in, the, in one way on that last part because I'm with you. I like Thomas Bryant, and he provides something that Denver didn't have. Which is a true center, a true backup center. Exactly. That's not DeAndre. I mean, right. That is more of just like he can do some stuff. He's not great defensively. In fact, I would say he's below average for a center defensively. And then offensively, he's above average. He's he's really good. But here's the thing, Harrison. And I'm curious your thought on this. The idea of the Zeke Vlatko combo was you could switch everything. You were very switchy, and and you're a defensive minded lineup. I look at it now and I go, Denver either sticks with that, and Brian collects DNPs all the time or some of the times. 
you mix it up where sometimes you go to Thomas Bryant, sometimes you don't, and then like Malone's never really been good at that, so I kind of am skeptical of it. Or you play Zeke at the four, but you've lost the switchability. So is it as good of a defensive lineup? Like is Zeke, is his value the fact that he allows you to switch everything, and once you move him off that, it's no longer valuable? Yeah, that is his value. His value is as a defender. And um, it's funny, we saw that all-defense lineup a couple games ago when it was just like Zeke and... Bruce Brown and KCP quick, and quick quick, quick, oh, quick trade no. here that pisses me off. The Blazers are trading Gary Payton the second to the Warriors. The Warriors. He just goes right back. He just goes right back to the Warriors for five second round picks. What is the deal with second round picks this season? I hate they're this. like Bitcoin. They have no value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's so true. They're just they're just whatever you want Dude, them like, to be. This is the most astounding number of second round picks I've ever but seen. But more traded. importantly, like Gary Payton is a was so good for the Warriors last year. They won that freaking championship with him on the court in the clutch <laughs> against the Celtics. <laughs> the Blazers got off Gary Payton too to get Kevin Knox. That's so. Is are that they a tax they, move? Are they tearing that down? Just a tax move? It might They're be a tearing tear it down. down. They're tearing right? it down. They're all of their moves. We'll get to other teams' moves here in a little bit because there's a lot. But I just wanted to interject because that one bums me out. The Warriors, you worried about them making moves, <laughs> and here they are, <laughs> bringing yeah, the old we'll band see. back together. We'll see. No, Zeke's value was as a switchable backup five. I think Thomas Bryant's just a flat out better player though, and I think he's gonna be the backup yeah. center. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Thomas Bryant, like. He has the highest true shooting percentage in the NBA. Um, he's the only player in the NBA with at least 60 dunks in under 900 minutes. He's the athletic lob threat. I think that the Nuggets were hoping DeAndre Jordan was going to be this season. Something to that, yeah. That he yeah. just hasn't been. That'd yeah. be great for both. <clears throat> <laughs> and so, I mean, I just think this move for Thomas Bryant, it fills what has been the biggest hole on the Nuggets roster all season. Backup center. I yeah. mean, how many hours have we spent on these couches talking about backup center? It's true. It was nauseating. I hated it. <laughs> now the Nuggets, I like think, have a backup center. I think Zeke Nagy has played well. I don't think what he's done has like locked him in as the Nuggets right. backup five in the playoffs. I don't think he's played to that level. I just think Thomas Bryant's better. Is he more useful in the regular season or postseason? To me, it's that it gives them the opportunity to play big or play small. Like they have those situations where you're like, okay, we're going up against a big man. We need to bring in yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Now that can be Thomas Bryant. And if they want to be more dynamic, have yeah. that switchability, then they still have Zeke. I mean, I like, again, like this to start the day, I was like, oh hell yes. Like I like this move. This is good. This is cool. Like, I'm just I'm just gut punched right now. Like I'm having a hard time. <laughs> but I, I I really do I do like what we what do we you got there. buy though because I'm with you, Eric. That in principle this gives you multiple looks. I just Malone has never been good at like oh I have multiple choices yeah. to make with a rotation. He like kind of tried to do it with Jordan Zeke slash maybe right. said that more than he actually did it. He kind of like switched right. from so one true. option yeah, to the yeah. other. So I don't know. Is it possible that Zeke just plays power forward for once? I know, but we were just talking about this defensively. It takes a little bit of the bite off of the, if you bit. have a, especially if it's a bad defensive center. Yeah, also, a little like, bit, a yeah, little you'd, bit. You'd probably rather have like Vlatko play that, or like I was thinking, <laughs> like my, I was thinking last I like night, Vlatko. like the, the the other options, Jeff. Yeah, defensively, that's the not. ideal bench lineup is, in my view, is I guess 
Jamal at the yes. one. Okay. Then, That's what everybody forgets about the bench. Like Jamal Murray yeah, yeah, staggering with the bench. But he can't play the entire time. Like they're going to have. Think about know. a playoff game, though. That's what I would think about. So it's Jamal and then Bruce, Bruce Brown at the two, Christian Brown at the three. Um, and then I would go Vlatko at the four and now Thomas Bryant at the five. I would agree with that. Yeah. You think Michael Malone agrees with it? I think at times. I mean, I think that Vla- he's never played Vlatko though. Like this is the thing we're predicting him to do something he's never done. He's gonna play. Jack. He's played Vlatko all season. Well, yeah, but um, when people have been heard and like through, mm. the, he's never played him over Jeff Green and over Zignaji. He's he played him been... over Jeff Green in one game recently. But I'm just saying, like, it has never been the we need a power forward. I have three options. Vlatko is yeah. my guy over those other two. I'm with you though because I like Vlatko a lot. I just think he's good. He does a lot he of two way stuff. He's been great lately, and I like Zeke as well. I just I worry it might be Jeff. <laughs> I'm, we'll I'm so I'm me too, man. <laughs> if we're going like, what do what does Malone really want to do in his heart of hearts? He wants to. He wants to. Play. I don't know. We saw Jeff get supplanted the last couple of games. I feel last, like he I, has, he has. I feel like that tide has turned a little bit. It might have. It's possible. It's, it's possible. I, I possible. believe that. I'll be I, cautiously optimistic that the tide has turned. There. I think it's true. I'm my breath. Um, are the Nuggets better than they were? 24 hours ago? Yeah, they are. I think they are. They absolutely are. are. I think they are. I mean, Thomas Bryant, I think, is a significant upgrade at backup center. I agree. And I really don't think losing Bones Highland makes them any worse. I don't. Especially if you're talking about this team in the playoffs. He wasn't playing, right? Yeah, no, he wasn't. hours ago, he was DNP. It doesn't... To me, they have gotten better with the team that they're going to put out on the floor because Bones Highland was not going to be that guy. It just always comes back to he was depth. either going to be a distraction or a nothing. Yeah, but he was not going to be a positive bench. To me, thing. it's yeah. To me, it's depth and and asset management that I hate. But like that's not necessarily the conversation for right now. Like the Nuggets are better than yeah. they were yesterday for sure. Yeah, because Bones wasn't playing. You know, I don't even think you can think about Bones's value to the team. A, he played poorly. B. It's been DMPs for a couple of weeks. So. I also see think he kind of did this to himself. Yeah, yeah he yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, for sure. Well, I don't want to make part. this sound like solely yeah. this or that. He's got a lot of blame in this too. A lot of blame, probably a majority of it. To be yeah. honest, for um, bringing down a lot of his value too. Yeah, totally, like sometimes. Totally. I mean, same thing happened to Nurkic. Be, like when Nurkic spiraled out, yo. it was like, oh well, he's good. You get something for him, and by the end, you're like, well, this just sucks. And we're gonna be talking about this for years. I promise. This will be for a, years. Yes. I predict we won't. I, I don't. I don't think we will. I think that we will. I really do. I think that this is going to have like this is going to be a just chatter in the in the in the Nuggets sphere for for a long time. I do. I mean, Bones Highland at best this season was going to be the Nuggets' eighth best player in the playoffs. He's not been playing well. Maybe their seventh on his best night. I mean, think about how we felt about him. At the end of last year, oh, absolutely. I I don't think that what we're seeing now is the apex of Bones Highland. Right yeah. now, it's like we're seeing him at his low, at his nadir. Totally, totally. And we're we are judging him at his current status with the team, not just who, what yeah. kind of player he is. So it's like I I don't know. We'll see what happens, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. just, the, just the live chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Fifteen. <laughs> just had some text we haven't heard from in fifteen years. <laughs> Hilarious text to share off off screen. Um, all right, so that so that's where we are with the Nuggets here. Um, I I don't know. I personally don't know that they're better. I think that they're equal. I will say this: when we talked about the bones piece of all of this, when Bones got removed, the Nuggets went three and zero. They lost the one game where they didn't play anyone. Where they you know, so they went three and one technically. 
But when they had their guys, they've been three and zero, and they've looked. They've been three of the most impressive games of the year. I do think there it is underrated in the NBA when a team knows who they are and moves forward cohesively. It's like really, really valuable. And I think the symbolic removal of Bones from the rotation at all, just to where it's like you knew going in he was not playing. There was just something too. Denver had a little bit extra to give over these last few games, culminating with what was arguably their best game they've played all year. So I do wonder that. I wonder if Thomas Bryant complicates that a little bit. If now we go into a new era of like, what are we? Who eh, plays? We've been through the uh, backup center <laughs> position battle before. We, but and it wasn't. We're pretty. ready for this. And it wasn't pretty. But you know, it was what, not we'll, pretty. We'll I mean, just, like I'm open to tinkering with the bench, man. <laughs> it might. It, there t- might tinker away. And it is the time. Like I do like that they made this deadline at the before the All Star break, and now you get like to come back and have a few practices before. So basically, that'll be the real reset on the season. Lastly, the Nuggets have an open roster spot, yep. and there's going to be a lot of players that now you can add in that. So, I mean, I, I imagine there's going to be a handful of buyout candidates. <laughs> Russell sure. Westbrook, the biggest name. Well, uh, the three biggest Bro. names are probably all point guards. Who are they? Russell Westbrook, John Wall, who's probably going to get bought out, and oh, Patrick dude. Beverly. Oh, my God, dude. What? Those are the three <laughs> biggest names I've seen so far. None of those rumored. seem like Denver guys to me. They're not. They're That's because they're not. <laughs> but, I mean, even, like, targeted, you know. Yeah. Like I, would, I would be pretty surprised. I know Eric is worried about Westbrook. I'm very worried about getting Westbrook ending up on this team. That is not a unit for Russell Westbrook. No. No. That would <laughs> yeah, be there's a, a unit for Russell Westbrook is in China. Michael, <laughs> Michael Malone, how are the vibes this year? I don't think they've ever been higher. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> See what happens. Nah. Oh, man, that would be a rough one. I don't know, but there's other guys, I think, that are going to, to pop up, and Denver having an open roster spot to me is meaningful. Like, they're, they're yeah, having the ability to, to me, I, I, I think that that probably is, is a lot of the motivation here is just clearing, clearing yeah. a space for someone else to come in. Should we pour one last one out for Bones? Yeah, He really was a fun player, man. And there were some highs. To your point, game four against the Golden State Warriors was an all-timer. The game against the 76ers last year was an all-timer. There were multiple games in, in at Ball Arena where he just had the crowd unbelievable. He was a great character. I mean, on it, sincerely, he was a really great character, like just two fans, the way he was with fans. Um, and he represented... I think Bones Highland will officially go down as a... Um, a character that existed in our purgatory stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man. He got us through last year. Well, Nicole Jokic also he, won another MVP. Is it but Virgil who takes you through uh, Purgatorio? Nobody, uh, this is not is my nobody, uh, territory. Have we read? You read books. Not that is this one. Dante? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you guys remember? No. <laughs> He's the one that stewards you through. You know? I'll take your you word for it. All right. Yeah. Anyway, maybe Sounds he was right. that on the ri- On the River Bones. <laughs> the River Bones. Um, do you guys have anything to say about him? We eulogize him here in Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's just really cool. It was brief, but the connection he had with the fan base, or at least tried to foster, and you know, to what extent people felt that or not, like that's so few people do that. So few players do that in the modern NBA. And there's just a growing disconnect in my eyes between the fans and the people on the team and the team itself. And and uh, so. Bones, the way he fought for that and cared about it and was willing to come here and do this and, and talk to people, the dog park thing, like he was he was in Mr. Nugget, not yeah, because he was right. our guy, yeah. because he had earned it. He had and earned it. He was just such a vibes guy. So I think he's a really talented player. I don't know what his career will be. Um, we'll, we'll find out, but I'm going to miss him in Denver regardless. Yeah. The brightest timeline, which we talk about often, would have included him playing well in Denver. It's not what we got. 
onward, but you know, I'll appreciate Bones, Mile High City, baby. Yeah, so um, we had a deal with Bones. Um, Made some shirts, is, had a burger. Right, but that has nothing to do with what the way that I feel about him as a player, the way that I feel about him, what he brought to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I we've said this a lot of times, like Bones is somebody that plays with joy. Bones is somebody that understands and embraces the entertainment side of basketball, which is like, oddly rare in the NBA. He's somebody that sort of like gets a, a, the concept of the fan connection and, and what it means to have like a meaningful uh, relationship with the city that you live in. And, and right. he really made a concerted effort to do that. Um, he is one of the only players that will like talk to us and like will acknowledge like this side of the world, uh, which is, you know, like a big thing i mean it's like a, a cool connection to have that real pipeline into the team from a player standpoint so i'm gonna miss that a lot like i just bones highland to me is somebody that is transcendently talented he's able to shoot in a way that is just so rare in the nba uh i felt like he just lost his way quite a bit and he was playing in a way that didn't make sense to him pressing a lot um trying to do things that were out of character and in the end it like really uh, soured the relationship on both sides. Clearly, um, I, you know, I really enjoyed having Bones on the team. I just, I like vibey players. I enjoy the vibes of, uh, you know, like screaming out Mile High City and and all of that. St Mile High City, baby. Like I'll miss that. Um, you know, it's it's a bummer. And I, again, like I don't think I, I I'm not overvaluing Bones, thinking like he is the secret to the Nugget, nugget success. How will we ever get by without Bones on this team? It's nothing like that. But I again, like I really, I just, I absolutely cannot stand giving up value for nothing, especially when, especially on the Nuggets, you see a team that's been built, not bought. This thing has been built painstakingly over a period of what like five six seven eight years now yeah um and anytime you ship out a piece and get nothing in return it it just hurts that progress it's it's a it's a missed step um so for that reason like i'm really uh, i'm bummed but you know bones is great and we'll miss him um i'm sure he's going to torch us at some point in time and it's going to be missing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the coolest part about Bones, and I feel like the reason why a lot of people just connected with him was because Bones was real. He was a real person, and, like, you knew exactly the type of person he was, I feel like, and what he was thinking and where he was at because he was just real about it, and that's so rare in the NBA. It was one of his greatest strengths, but it was also part of his downfall here, I think. <laughs> I mean, he got into it with coaches on the sidelines. Yeah. Yep. Like that realness of him yep. went the other direction too and keeping it real goes wrong yeah and i mean he is really young and he's got a lot to learn and i bet when he'll even reflect back on his experience in denver he'll admit that he could have done things better here. a la bobo yes probably and so um yeah i mean he was a great personality he was a great character for this team and he was he provided us with just some like awesome nuggets moments so some awesome awesome memories of his play so let's move on now to what i feel like for denver these moves are significant but part of me also feels like they're insignificant yeah like they're small we're talking about some margin stuff here i mean yeah. for sure i you're all of the stuff we said i think is true asset management this or that but the truth is denver's 
title odds in terms of their upside don't change very much this year. Going forward, I don't even know how much it changes. But other teams got a lot better today. And I oh have to my. start nowhere else than actually what happened last night, which is with the Phoenix Suns acquiring Kevin Durant for four first unprotected draft picks, basically their entire future, and Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Now, I actually think this is a great trade, like a, a fair trade. It's rare, I feel, that there are trades where you kind of go, that actually is equal value. Four first unprotected picks plus two championship caliber players is really, really good return. But that being said, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant. That's a hell of a top four. Probably the best top four in all of the NBA. Uh, vote, you get to go first here. How good is this team, and, and what do you make of this deal? You know, they're as good as advertised. They're they're instant just add water contender favorites tier. They are they are one of the teams to beat. I think all season we've looked out west and thought there's no team that you there's teams some of us fear. Right. There's no team that you definitively say, oh, like, oh, that's like Denver can't hang. This is there's a team now. This is the closest. Some people will make that argument. I would argue that I would feel about 50% worse about this if it had happened in the summer right. and they had all season to figure this out. I do think even with a player of Durant's caliber, it's difficult to win a title at the deadline. Right. And those aren't small pieces, Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson. They're right. good defenders. They're corner three-pointers. They're, they're the two biggest glue guys on the team. Like, they're best they're defenders. They're three-point corner shooters. They're guys that have been a part of specifically oh, why yeah. Phoenix gives Denver a hard time. So this isn't... You know, it's it's not like Denver can't beat these guys. I, Denver was the best team in the league with arguably the best player in the league. This isn't if Denver's the three seed and someone else get K, gets KD, you're like, man, we just got pushed out. We're on the outside looking in. Denver is a team that had to be caught up with. Phoenix has done it. Phoenix is there, if not favorites. I would like to see the series. I would really like to see the series. I mean, I have a good chance we're going to see it. I think real quick, Mikael Bridges <laughs> and Cam Johnson are like KCP and Aaron Gordon. They're not. Small They're not small pieces. Not that small. Was like, oh, Dude, when the Suns lost Cam Johnson, that's when they first They, they started to struggle, yeah. That's yeah. when well, they first started to struggle at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, also, when Cam John when the full team was healthy, they were un unbelievable. Uh, Wind, what's your for instant reaction to that? They're a beast. They're going to be really, really good. Like, <laughs> they're, they're going to be awesome, I think. I mean, that's a team that can definitely win a championship in just, like, Four months together. I, I really think so. Uh, that being said, can they be guarded? Is the question. Like that's you're talking about four offensive players. Oh, they're incredible, man! It's it's an incredible starting lineup. I mean, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and D line. Like that's an incredible starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, insert whoever you want there for your fifth player. It'd be pretty funny if it's still Tory Craig. It but, might be honestly. Like <laughs> I think it actually is the best option. Yeah. Um, so no, that's. I think they're going to be really, really good. I would still take the Nuggets in the series right now. Um, I don't think the I Suns are going to be able to stop Denver. Nope. They are not going to have a prayer in stopping Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. We'll see if Denver can stop them. Um, but, man, that could be a great Western Conference Finals. It really could be. Could be a great first-round series also. Yeah, I was thinking about Hopefully this. Not. So it's like if you put the starting lineup side by side, it's like, okay, KD... Nikola Jokic, 
You give maybe the slight edge to Jokic, but that's pretty much a tie. Yeah, two two top three players. <clears throat> yes. Then you go. Okay. Then you have Devin Booker and Jamal Murray. Like at this moment in time, you give the slight edge to Devin Booker, but like those two players exist in the same right. world. Like yeah. there's a chance that they at least get. We even. all believe Murray can reach the Booker level and even outplay him, and we all believe yes. it. nobody outside of Denver does. Chris Paul maybe match up with KCP. Those two are probably somewhere even maybe KCP a little bit. I don't know, like uh, more valuable know. at times. Like you could say, Chris Paul Chris could get Paul the more valuable there. at times as well. But he's he's on the. I mean, Chris Paul is not the player he's been. But yes, I, I understand what you mean. Um, we'll, we'll see. We, this is uh, like earlier in the year. I said LeBron's not the player he's been. And <laughs> well, he's averaging. He's still. He's not the. Pl- right well, now. he's not. But yes. Uh, and then uh, you go, Aaron Gordon, DeAndre Ayton. Like, do you maybe give the slight edge to Aaron Gordon? And then it's like that fifth position. Then you have Michael Porter Jr. Right. Michael Porter Jr. running essentially unopposed there. It's yeah, like, yeah. is it TJ Warren? Michael Porter Jr. much better than TJ Warren. Or, or is it Tory Craig? Craig? Matter, yeah. Like, this actually, in my mind, I was like, wow, this really highlights the idea that we've been talking about all year. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is the difference maker for the Denver Nuggets. Like, his role, in my mind, becomes even bigger. Like, that, that it could be well, where... Well, he struggled with Mikael Bridges. He, Bridges yes. guarded MPJ, I think, better than any player guards him. And yes, losing him better than Norman Powell. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. No, that's huge. It really wow. is. The series maybe got and because part of this is like none of those guys. I mean, some of this is you want to see how it shakes out. How does that chemistry? Because we know that you can't just have three top scores. There's always a guy that's the third guy in touches and yep. creation and everything else. And is that just going to be Chris Paul? And is he as valuable if he's like, well, it's not my turn. Yep. Three out of four times, it's not my turn. Is he valuable there? We'll have to wait and see. The thing you got at though, and I think when this was your point. I've always said if Denver ever wins a championship in the Jokic era, it's going to be more like the 2014 Spurs, a team that just yep. like so perfectly gets the most out of themselves. And the nature of the Suns guys, Booker, KD, Chris Paul, two things. They're really, really good one-on-one players or pick and roll, but one on, you know, trying to score one-on-one, trying to make something happen. And there's diminishing returns on that. It's really high when you have two of the best to do it. Like those, The returns are still really, really high. But they're also mid-range team. And I like what... what Win said here, they're going to make a lot of mid-range ISO jumpers on Denver. Yep. But if Denver is getting to the foul line, getting to the rim, and getting threes up, yep. just keeping pace, even when you don't miss, is hard to do. And I think that is, if you're trying to talk yourselves into yep. Denver against Phoenix, this team, you think they might shoot 70% in the first quarter, all on mid-range pull-ups. Denver shoots 65%, but is getting threes, free throws, and layups. And Denver's up four points, and they're sitting there thinking, like, I'm on fire. But we're down. And then you start to tweak things a little bit. Also, you're down seven at the half and (coughs) ten at the third. And then, you know what? The the most encouraging thing to me is that the Denver Nuggets matched up against the Golden State Warriors not even a week ago. And the Golden State Warriors were on pace to set the NBA record in three-point shots for a half. And the Denver Nuggets won that half. Right. The Denver Nuggets are unstoppable. There are so many. They are going to score every time down. The, 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 The Suns have no hope to stop the Denver Nuggets it's now just going to be an arms race between the like when they match up it's and a lot of it and why I was looking at this Thomas Bryant move is like I think that the benches are going to have a lot more to say about the the final outcome than maybe they would before that would be huge that'd be huge for Denver if that's the case yeah if they're just like even in the playoffs if they're just a hey that's a net positive two two point net positive over that stretch. And I think I think you made the best point. I, I was thinking the same thing this morning. It's not like an abundance of the guys that killed Denver in the number one way Denver is susceptible. 
right? Like it's there are it's some tough two point shot makers. It's just a little different than like oh man, can they guard all of Golden State's perimeter guys? Right. I'm not being naive. <laughs> like, right. I really prefer that this had not happened, but this Suns on KD on this Suns team is not the most. Uh, fear-inspiring or unstoppable team that we have seen in the last five, six years. They're not. They're a beatable group. And Denver is one of the teams... Denver is one of the few teams that even after these trades can look at Dallas and look at Phoenix and say, yeah, I... We can score with you. I don't know if you can score with us. I don't know. The, yeah. And the way I'd put it, Eric, you were going one for one. And I would almost say it's the worst way to look at Denver. Like, I just think that Denver, as five guys at their at their peaks this year, including the first quarter of this last one, at five guys is, like, greater than the sum of the parts. And the parts are really good. And I don't know that Phoenix is going to be a team that is that way. They're going to be really good because the, the parts are all worth a lot. They're all really, really yeah. good. But that to me is where Denver beat him, and it just this is why I say the 2014 Spurs. They smacked LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. If you just went one for one like that in that year, you probably would have said Miami. But in 2014, the Spurs were just so cohesive that they were better, and it wasn't close. And to me, that's the vision here. If you buy Denver, you're buying them to be able to say they're going to look the same for four out of seven games. They're going to yep. uh, probably every game, but they're going to look the same, and it's just going to be an assault that you. You plug one hole and another one pops up. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree with that. I mean, that th- that is the one thing, that, the one contention I've had that we were talking about before. Like, should Kyrie Irving go to the Lakers? Like, does that suddenly right. make them dangerous for the Denver Nuggets? It's like, no, you can't, you can't just put together chemistry and have it work right. in the same way. But I, my, my point with going one for one is that you also can. Like, if we're just talking about like the this, talent, the is talent, still the talent close. is not. So much so that the that like it the balance just became swung completely out of uh, sorts. Like the Denver Nuggets have comparable, if not better, talent uh, on their starting lineup, and that's what we're talking about here: is starting lineup versus starting lineup. You know, it's the same thing every time you put a bunch of superstars together. It's like there's only one basketball. Like, how much more can the Phoenix Suns score than what they were doing before with adding Kevin Durant. Like there can only be one shot that goes in per time down. So um, I I just, the Denver Nuggets are operating in such a machine like fashion that I'm like, I, I am so thankful they didn't make any kind of move that affected the the starting lineup. I mean like that, that to me, they weren't going to do that. I know, but I'm saying like that would have been devastating. Like if you listen to just people that are, very casually following the NBA, and they they you know they're like they got Kevin Durant. Why didn't the Nuggets get Kevin Durant? Right, why wouldn't right, right. why weren't everybody in? It's like no, the, the Nuggets have figured out the perfect recipe for a perfect machine like off offense, and now it's like okay, now it's but that's why we are now in a place where we're talking about these margin move the moves around the margins. Like, does Thomas Bryant make them better? Do they have somebody to run that right, second unit? All of this stuff. It is worth noting that currently the Phoenix Suns are the five seed, but they're going to be without Kevin Durant for a while, you know, until after the All-Star break, maybe even a little bit longer, probably at least till after the All-Star break. They're the five seed, and they just lost two depth pieces. So it's not like, oh, KD's out, that's fine, they'll roll along. They're not going to have a very full roster for, like, two weeks. They've got work to do. Maybe they will a- be the just the number one team for the buyout market, though. Like, everybody's going to want to go to Phoenix. Sorry. Everybody. Well, and actually, they were talking on Basketball Illuminati yesterday. I was listening to it as I was driving in. They were talking about KD to Phoenix and what it would do. And the whole thing was, 
every player in the NBA wants to be in Phoenix, and they've had a terrible owner. But now they have a new owner and they have KD, yep. and it's like any like your to your point, any veteran would be like, I'll go live in Phoenix for one year. That's yeah. that's going to be great. NBA players love it. NBA players love it out there. It's one of their favorite cities. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about some of these other moves that have gone down today. My God, <sighs> we have time. Um, I don't even know where to start. Where the most interesting <laughs> ones are. Uh, the Bucks ended up with Jay Crowder. That was one that was always going to happen. For the, <laughs> can we just talk about the value of second round picks this year? <laughs> Five of them. For what Jay is Crowder. going on? What is going on? What is happening with second round picks? I mean, but Jay Crowder to the Bucks. I know we're not worried about the Eastern Conference because if you make it to the finals, you're kind of, you know, you're just pumped to be there or whatever. But that he's a good player. He's now been to the finals. What was it, three straight years or something like Jay that? Jay Crowder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was thinking like Jay Crowder wouldn't look bad in Denver. Yeah, um, but he's in. He went to the Bucks, and I actually think if Denver were to meet up with the Bucks in a finals, that actually gives them a little bit of help against Denver specifically. For sure. I mean, Jay Crowder's proven he's tested. <laughs> it's funny when we were talking about a circle of trust guys on this show last week. I said that like I don't. I'm not the biggest Jay Crowder guy, but if he was on the Nuggets, he'd be in my circle of trust immediately. He's just one of those guys who you trust in the playoffs. And I think if you think about how would Milwaukee guard them, part of why I felt confident about Milwaukee, I know that's so far in the future, but I felt confident was I thought you can't play Giannis at center, which is where they're really like their death lineup. You can't play him there because he can't guard Jokic. And you can kind of like stack the pain against Giannis to where you're not going to stop him, but it's not especially valuable against Jokic the way it's other players are. So to me, I always felt good. But if you now say they would want to close, if they got into a series and Brooke Lopez was played off the court, which I think is there's a good chance that would happen, you would put Jay Crowder on Jokic and use Giannis on on Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And that's like the best possible. When we talk about that Tucker and Bead thing, Giannis Crowder in that way is probably even more impactful. Mm-hmm. That like feels harder like, to score over it. That feels yeah. like future barbecue chicken, though. That feels like when they put... <laughs> They put Draymond on Jokic because that was their center, and it was like, oh, man, he can't solve this smaller defender. And then it's like, no, he solved him. Just took a little bit, and then he figured it it's out. It's not like, about solving him, though. It's about solving Giannis. But I mean, like, but it's it's this type of thing, solving that look, mm. that uh, way to defend. Like, the, there's always, for every move, there's a counter move. And, I mean... Look no further than Nikola Jokic to figure that out. We don't. I didn't. We don't have to spend too much time. I do think it makes him better, though. So that's one interesting thing. The move that's interesting. It does not appear as OG Ananobi has been moved. The uh, Raptors didn't, didn't do move anything. Him. Well, they bought. They, got, they, they got, purchased. Jakob Purtle. Jakob Purtle. Everybody wanted Jakob Purtle. I for mean, some reason. the OG thing just hit. I. It seems like it hit. Toronto's bottom line was was silly. OG, yeah. OG is is a potentially elite role player. Yeah, yeah. Very few teams want to pay a star package. To get that. I mean... And that, that's fair, by the way. I mean, like, would you pay a star package for Aaron Gordon right now, knowing how good he makes the Nuggets? I, th- so part of me is I agree with you, but part of it's like Memphis should have done what it took to get him, in my opinion. Like, Memphis I, is the team to I'm me that's like fourth in the West. You want to get the Aaron Gordons on the deal that Denver got Aaron Gordon on. You don't want to be the team that's... Has Masai Ujiri lost his mojo? Package for <laughs> I, I mean, I he's lost something, because I have. they're about to lose Fred Van Vliet yeah. for nothing. Yeah. He, he's lost something. Uh, I, I, they might come through. No, it's 21 minutes. I was going to say, these are like 10, 15. They're never 21 No, we're done minutes. here. We're, we're done. done. Sometimes there's 10 minutes late, but not, not more yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. So anyway, that's good news because there were rumors that he could go to Golden State. There were rumors he can go to Memphis. Yeah. And I think in New both, Orleans. New Orleans. Well, New Orleans was the one team I thought it wouldn't have made sense. They have so many defensive wings. Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones are already really good. 
So I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen. And that's Denver dodged a bullet. What did happen, though, Gary Payton, on a smaller scale, Gary Payton went back to the Warriors. That's hilarious. It actually is. I I don't know what's going on in Portland right now. What's going on in Golden State? (laughs) What's going on in Golden State makes sense. They got rid of Wiseman, which I think was... For 22nd rounders? Hey, you want to talk about losing that? That's like a mega bones. I mean, we're we're talking about we should have held on to Bones Highland for the summer. (laughs) Why aren't they just... I don't know. It really is the weirdest timing, but you want to know something? uh, Wiseman was like... Whatever player you want to say, where if you're like, if it just weren't for him, if you took it out, the numbers are good. And I think it's a little unfair, but not that unfair, that the Warriors got better by just being like... It's insane. Throwing him away, essentially. I cannot believe the plight of Wiseman. I was I looking... I kid. I mean, I, I just can't believe he's that inept as a player. Like, he's I mean, just bad. <laughs> he's just bad. It's and wild. also, it's, it was a dumb pick to begin with, because he's like an offensive-minded really childish like very young you know immature guy and it's like man bigs who come in that are like uh, immature usually stay that way for their time javel mcgee's and and dwight howard's there's not a lot of precedent of like those type of guys and then on top of it he was always bad defensively yeah this (laughs) idea crazy this idea that you're gonna get a center who can't guard and is not that good on offense as was always white whatever whatever. they got rid of him and i think it makes him better makes him more clear but they also got gary payton who I think there are players, and it's going to be true of Denver as well, there are players that are better in Denver than anywhere else. There's going to be players that are better in Golden State than anywhere else. And Gary Payton's one of them. Why? Because he's atrocious on offense. He's atrocious. Except against the Nuggets in the playoffs. Except against the Nuggets in the playoffs. When, but he's atrocious on offense. But you have a team that's like, it doesn't matter. They're so good on offense. You can afford it. So for me, I think the Warriors got better today. Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm really glad they didn't get OG. As that would have sucked. The late smoke suggested they might. Well, first of all, Gary Payton the second. It's like that guy maybe should have just been on the roster the whole time. You know, um, did you see though that the Warriors saved thirty million dollars in luxury tax uh, payments at this deadline? Maybe yeah. so. Maybe they are light years. Ahead. I'm saying, man, like <laughs> maybe that's a light years move. Um, drafting Wiseman was not though. Have to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. To, but <laughs> we can't give him too much credit. I can't. To me, I mean, yes, Golden State is. I'm just not writing them off until they're eliminated. You know you what I mean? Yeah. Just, I'm just not doing you it, especially. Do it. They, their true. problem was they only had, what, five guys, six guys, because I count DiVincenzo as a guy I trusted. They had six guys, six and a half. Why, um, uh, Kaminga is a guy that sometimes you can count on. Yeah. No. You're right. Not, I, six not and a half. The, I like Kaminga. The, the I some like bucket? <laughs> but, but, but now they have seven and a half guys, and then, like that's a meaningful amount, man. You might be able to win a title with seven and you a half guys. You need seven for sure. Eight, probably, but seven and seven. Yeah. Sure. The Portland side of this to me is such a, a, a white flag wave. Do you know? Is that I have to check it out. I'm sure it's just to get under the tax. Gary Payton's barely played this season, though, for them. That He's well, been he was hurt, hurt the whole he year. Hurt, but he just got back. But give he was up playing on him well. now to get Kevin Knox. Yeah. I mean, he was, what's here's the, the thing. Gary Payton was playing well, and the Blazers were not. And I, I, I don't know. That Blazers team is just not good, man. They're just not good. Oh, uh, not, Matisse, not surprised. Right? They got they Matisse Thibault. They also got Kevin Knox, which is like one of That's my least thing. favorite players. To me, Kevin Knox is like Moutier, where there's yeah. guys where you're like, man, they struggled, but they were so highly touted. It's like, yeah, that was a mistake. They're like guys. <laughs> Kevin it's Knox, true, Kevin Knox, he passes the eye test when you're not watching him play. <laughs> just like when you're watching him get dressed. Just oh, because like, he's so tall yeah. and thin. And when you're yeah. watching him in layup lines, he passes the he eye test. He looks so athletic and can shoot. Yeah. Um, I do. Th- I think the Clippers also got better because they end up getting um, God. Mason Plumley, which is like it's funny to think about this. But one of the reasons I did not fear them in any capacity 
was because they had Zubats and no one else. And I just kept thinking, like Moses Brown. And I kept thinking, Yoke murders Zubats. Yep. And then he they have no one behind him. And it's even worse. You're going to have to go to a... And he's going to murder Plumlee, too. Yes, but differently than he would, say, Marcus Morris or, or like uh, the compromise of we don't have anybody there. This is what happened. Again, let's go back to that Blazer series. Yoke murdered uh, Nurkic, but the Blazers still won when Nurkic was on the court. But every game he fouled out, and then they had to be like, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony, like whatever. And then it was curtains. Like the Nuggets went on 20 to 5 runs. I think that Plumlee will hold Jokic below the 20 to 5 run. I don't. Yeah. He might not. I, <laughs> but I get, I get what you're saying. A, be, a better chance, at least. We'll get, look, look he's, got, he's got six fouls. He's got six fouls to give you yeah, in size. Yeah. Sure. They'll yeah. go quick, though, those fouls. <laughs> I would in particular. Um, I get what you're saying. They also get rid of Reggie Jackson, but pick up Aaron Gordon, Eric Gordon. I feel like Eric Gordon's that hard one because he's been on in purgatory himself for so long that we're not exactly sure how good he's. Are we? Is. Are you talking yourself into the Clippers again? I, I just my point is <laughs> that they got better. The thing? My point is that they got better. I've always said I like the Nuggets against the Clippers specifically. Yeah, I have been firm but on now that. Now that they got Eric Gordon. But I'm just saying I'm they just got kidding. better. They got better. They did. They did. That, my only point is they got better. They still didn't get better at the pick and roll, which is why I think Denver can beat them. Because I think any team that doesn't play pick and roll, then yeah. if you can't attack Denver's weakness, then Denver's strengths are better than yours. Dude. But they got better. <laughs> the one, the, the, they made some good moves. I'm not worried. The one thing that I think that we can they really look at here is that Denver, the Denver Nuggets are still absolutely in the driver's seat when it comes to... Oh, no. Careful. When it comes to home court advantage in the playoffs, playing in the city of Denver at altitude is something that the Nuggets have on their side. They It doesn't... Nothing about any of the moves today based on the gap and the timing or whatever. I don't feel like the Denver Nuggets have, have lessened their grip on that number one spot at all. And that's going to be meaningful. Like, yeah. even with... Even say we match up against Kevin Durant and uh, all all of the Phoenix Suns, like they have to come here, they have to come here for you know seven games at at at, at worst, um, you know, and you got win four of them, and four of them will be here. So that that is very meaningful. Uh, the Grizzlies might have gotten better as well, not as better as I expected, but they their biggest problem was they couldn't score in the half court and they didn't have shooting. Well, they added Luke Kennard oh. for Danny Green. How that fits, that's one of those moves where it's like, we'll see how it fits. Where do they play? What's their rotation? It changes a lot. But look, they had no shooters. Now they have one of the best in the game. They did, but I actually think of all the teams out west who looks at the way today went and goes, yikes, I would say it's them. I, I agree. I would say I it's agree. them. Because I don't think they were where Denver was to begin with. I thought they had some catching up to do. So, But everybody else sees Denver and Memphis the same I agree, and so they'll view Denver that way. Yeah, that's like, true. We're gonna, but I we disagree with them. I earnestly disagree. Yeah. I think, I think Memphis is the team that absolutely needed to get substantially better after the KD thing. I mean Denver too, but more so Memphis, and they didn't. Luke Kennard moved the needle for you with Memphis at all? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Who was their Who was their second best shooter though prior to this? Conchar. Um, Conchar, sure. This yeah. is my point: is they didn't have one. Like, just giving you a second thing can be meaningful. I'm not scared of Luke Kennard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, the Lakers got better. Just they were really bad, so they it was did. hard for them to get worse. <laughs> but they got rid of again their biggest anchor in Russell Westbrook, a player who David Beckham says was a, va- a vibes <laughs> vampire. <laughs> Holy yeah. smokes! I'm telling you, man. 
I know you hate when I say this, but the LeBron camp is so dirty, man. So dirty. It took 10 seconds before Dave McMenamin oh, came have, out. Started I'd have no pushback him. on that. I have no pushback on <laughs> Honestly, that. Like, That's a fire, yeah. fire quote. Can you imagine, like, right now, just if, the, uh, you know, with Denver, like, the reports start coming out of, like, you know, you just don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, too, no, it's, it's a lot. It's Bones a lot. was a, what Bones was a vampire we, to this team. The best like, part about that like, quote wow. is uh, well, I mean, with how the fan base has taken it, it might not be the uh, worst decision to leak some of that. Yeah, to leak some of that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. explained the analogy, too. He's like a, he's like a vampire, which means he's sucking the blood out of the locker room. You're like, yeah, no, I got it. You're like, which means at some point in time, Tom Cruise will portray him. In yeah. <laughs> uh, but... They did get, in my opinion, meaningfully better. That's another team that had no shooting. LeBron is still good. I mean, they're. You talked about the chemistry thing with Phoenix. The one with the Lakers is the one where you're like, these guys are talented, but are they going to come together? I doubt it. But LeBron and AD pick and roll is still very hard to defend. We barely see it because they're never healthy together, but it's still very hard. And now you give them two of the best shooters over the last year. And D'Angelo Russell shooting 50% over the last like 30 games. And Malik Beasley, who we all know makes open shots and loves to get shots up. Mm -hmm. Then you give him Jared Vanderbilt, which I actually feel like is a good move for everyone but Denver. If their plan is to play Wendy and Gabriel and, and Vanderbilt against Denver, like, come on, man. They need to get another big man they need if to they're going to be serious. Well, what, about, well, what, what about DeMarcus Cousins? I mean, they might be the buyout candidate for DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins player. And they're the team that's like, what are you? what is he going to do? Make it more LeBron-y yeah, over there? Exactly. Like, screw it. Just... So I don't know. The Lakers, to me, also got better. And, and they're the team of all of these ones that I look at and go like, man, that that team was drawing dead. They were a zero on the concern scale, and now they're not that high, but they're like a ten. Yeah, maybe a twenty out of a hundred. Yeah, Denver's good. Like Denver, we should. Kill yeah, Denver. yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Suns are like to me like a sixty. I mean, you know? I'm they're like not, a, no team is like I'm like a ten that I'm get hit by a car today. <laughs> look, look, man, like which the, is actually pretty high. I'm the, be the bottom traffic. line of today is the Nuggets entered today. I think. You can as a team That's that you right. can still call the favorite in the West, and they they did get they no exited I mean, the day <laughs> as a team that you can still <laughs> call the favorite in the West. Yeah. Like that's the bottom line. There's they're still right up there. They're the favorite they, to you. I mean, they're not um, the DraftKings sportsbook. To me, yes, yeah. I would. I still would pick the Nuggets coming out of the West. Um, but I don't think like they they did not get worse today. The Nuggets like they entered today. I think like with the same. You know, ceiling uh, as they exited today with. So, like, I think the Nuggets even got a little better today. The Nuggets, where do they fit in the Western Conference pecking order in your mind right now? They're still number one. They're still yeah, number one. They're, like, they're number one, too. Uh, Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah, for sure. Phoenix. Pretty then, easily. Yeah. The, we, the so. West was wide open all year. Now it seems like it's a two horse race. I'm really, confu I'm really confused with what Dallas has. Um, we obviously did, we didn't see it. Kyrie looked really good. They looked really good last night. But. Kyrie is so – I think Kyrie is the most misanalyzed player in the NBA because you take the stuff that's very real about what he is as a character and then you inject it into the basketball yeah. where it's like but that actually doesn't fit. He's, he's really talented. He's really, really – no, he's really talented. Um, <clears throat> Memphis – yeah, like I – there's a lot of confusion, but I do think it's a two-horse race. I think it's, it's Denver and Phoenix. Yeah, I mean Phoenix – um, has earned to be to like leapfrog everyone and be right in that conversation. They do have to go do it though. They yeah. have they have work to do. It's a deadline move, and that team is significantly different. And Phoenix, by the way, even when for all their talent at their very best, was a team that was firing on all cylinders, operated like a machine. You can lose some of that when you trade two glue guys. So 
they have work to do. And until they go out and show that they're better than the Nuggets, the Nuggets are have been definitively the best team out west. Yeah. You got to you got to you got to take that from them. So I am going to tell you this is my final thought on the matter. I think Denver is second. And I like it because I actually think it's the place Denver is supposed to be. Right. I actually think there's something to it. We always talk with the Serbs when they're all you know, how do you feel about the Eurobasket? They rolled through the pool play. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like when we're the favorite. I always prefer the underdog. I kind of feel the same for Denver. I feel like this puts them at a spot where they're going to be the number one seed, but the second favorite in the West. Yeah. And in that, and I think it's a really, really great Fraud spot. City's back, oh, it's, it's a great spot to be in because I'm with you. I think that Phoenix team is really good, but I think Denver can. Like The ideal of the Nuggets can be better than right. them. And now it's right. exciting because if they reach that ideal – it becomes so much more meaningful. It's like, no, don't say they lucked up and won a bubble title. Don't say they just had an easy right, path. Right. And it was the Midwest and the Midwest and they got it there. Like now you get to say, no, if they get there, if they get to the finals, you get to say, look at all the bodies on the floor, the LeBron, the KD, the, the Kawhi, the They Booker, could go like, through like Luka, LeBron, Kevin Durant. And then Booker and Booker, and then you know, like now you can look at it and say Denver is not hopeless against any team in the NBA. I mean, I don't th- care what you say; they're not hopeless against. They're anybody. one of the teams. They're they're, one of the, they're one of the teams, and and it would be very gratifying to be able to get them. I do think if we go Phoenix number one, Denver two. I think the Clippers. I mean, you guys can see me. I think the Clippers are coming around and into form. I hate it. They're the most soulless team that's ever existed, and I get why you would doubt them. But they still are talented, and I think they are. <laughs> they're looking, talented for sure. I think Dude, the Warriors are. are actually, it. I'll go Warriors and then Clippers. Um, Dallas is intriguing to me. I kind of want to yeah. see what it is. They. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what they are? And then, sadly enough, I hate to admit it. The, the Lakers to me are now in that conversation where Memphis is, where I'm like, they're good teams, man. Like they're just not. I just D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, given the requisite shooting that they were missing, and they still have LeBron, who's looking better and better as the months go by and and the medicine kicks in. All right, what else do we have? What do we have? Some super chats. I mean, I know somebody who the who had Kevin Durant acquisition didn't work for. It's the Brooklyn Nets. That was an absolute train wreck. They had three. Can't miss superstars. They paired. We got to find a way to get Kyrie to Phoenix. Then I mean, oh, he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. (laughs) I think Kyrie's working on that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Who can read? Nate Franson wants us to know with the information available. uh, What is the logic behind the trade for such a low reward? It's baffling. I can't see any beyond being cowardly safe. I think we touched on it earlier, man. Like it, it clearly got so bad. You know, behind the scenes or however you want to frame it, they felt like this this trade needed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree with it. It's just that's the the reasoning. Jacob McQueen, get Russ after the buyout, and it's a win. <laughs> Hell no. Respectfully disagree. How is that a win? <laughs> hey, if you pay it, I'll say it. Are you trying to win the Twitter impression <laughs> award of the month? Trying to win my downfall. I'll tell you who would be the biggest loss for me personally. Bro, man. if like, I had to cheer for Russell Westbrook, th- if there's Boogie nobody... Cousins and Russell Westbrook in uh, year, t- one year after the next, like I, I love. I actually like Russ as a character and as a team. I think he's actually good like that. But basketball wise, horrible fit, and also media wise, he's the biggest a hole to media. Well, he's just an a hole in general, dude. and yeah. he sucks. Yeah. He's a, the biggest. Per- I can handle the a holes to media. <laughs> Like, whatever, half of them are. But, man, 
He's not a good basketball yeah, he's player. So he, he's, he's, a, he's a terrible basketball player that's also a ball hawk. Oh, it's going to really oh. hit when he signs tomorrow. Bro, don't <laughs> you, Oh, my <laughs> God. Please get to the rest of the Super Chats. I'm sad. <laughs> Scruffy the janitor. The difference. This asset tanked his own value. Uh, I don't know what this is in reference to, the, but the it is true. Bon, yeah, the difference between... Uh, yeah, I guess what was the other down? Nurkic, but he did it maybe. too. So. Nurkic, oh, Nurkic, hundred percent. It's honestly the same. It's the there's similar, a lot the of parallels I, that yeah. you know we'll probably discuss in the coming. Except weeks. for that, Nurkic got us a good player back. It made yeah. Palmer, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Actually, <laughs> didn't wow. get any second rounders back. You know what? Though, here's, the thing, here's the thing, though, that I think is underappreciated. The player you got back in the Bones Highland trade is Christian Brown. He wasn't playing. He's really good. I know it's not the same. You still want to, from an asset sure. management, get somebody back, but. Christian Brown was not playing. Now he's playing, and he's really good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mixer. Hey, Wind, guess who was a second-round pick? Yeah, it was Jokic, dude. <laughs> dude, slam Jokic, it! Wind. Come on, Wind! Since you Wake said second-round picks mean nothing. <laughs> Come on, dude! He felt that needed to be pointed out. He dude, does love dunk it. dunk your head in the toilet, Wind, <laughs> you idiot. He just got two Jokic's, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> two Jokic's. Why are we listening to Wind over here? <laughs> Get wrecked, you dickhead. Tyler Peters. I'm happy for Bones. Love you, kid. Best of luck. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I can't say I'm happy for him. Like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> I love Bones. I can't I'm say I'm sad for him. us. I'm sad for us, too. Uh, Mahilo. Mahalio? Mahilo. Improvement comes from within, and we have our guys LFG. I love that. It love sounds it true. It feels it true. It sure sounds it true. Sounds I'll so repeat funny. it this week a couple times. <laughs> Daniel Walters. Bones leaving is the only evidence we had that, that we, we didn't drop. Oh, it's Damn true. Damn it. It's so true. It's true. It's been disproven. It's been disproven. <laughs> that, that is the grand difference. It's KB gets been moved. disproven. Dave texts Chris Haynes. Tell people I'm not available. Man. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Malik Moore. Why would we not be interested in a Beverly buyout? Gives another defensive option uh, for a newfound bench identity for cheap. I don't know. You got Beverly, Beverly's actually a little interesting. I think. No, <laughs> I think Beverly's interesting. Wins intrigued. I am intrigued by Beverly. Oh my god! Aren't there any like people on death row we could bring in? Uh, just like absolute <laughs> out, out of the big three <laughs> point guards in the buyout market, Westbrook, Wall, Beverly. I'm definitely most intrigued Can by you just Beverly. Bring back or like, what are you doing? D line man. I. Go to Jimmy John's. Get yourself a nice sandwich. Oh, I actually want to go there after this. Get yourself something nice. Uh, William Mitchell. I watched my team wait six months to do a trade they should have done a while back, and the Suns got KD. I am slightly annoyed. (laughs) If it helps, you won literally the last available title. William. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're the, uh, dude, I'm telling you, there's nothing that that's the ultimate thing, the Mad Men line. What's happened has just a moment before you need more heaven. It's so true, dude. dude. I'm telling you, nothing. Any if anybody that knows Warriors fans, I would never guess they would be as miserable as they, they are. are. Miserable. It doesn't make sense to me. Tyler Peters. It will soon. <laughs> I, Super I can't wait to be that miserable. <laughs> 2K viewers, 60 likes. It's now up to like 300 likes. Tyler, we're going to attribute that to you. Good stuff. We had 2K viewers? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Over uh, I didn't even look. Over 2K. Is that 300 I've been so locked into this uh, storytelling. 2020. Yeah, hit the like, man. Give us a little like Benjamin hey, Heyman. free. How does Kevin Durant stack up with Jokic? Two top three players, right? Kevin Durant's not well. a top three player. No. Oh, you're right. I mean, when you start to go into it, you got Giannis. Embiid, I mean, obviously Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, Curry, KD. Yeah. That's your top five. Luca, Luca to me is probably sick. Luca's a better player than Kevin Durant, bro. <laughs> He's a better floor raiser for sure. I think Jokic is better. How I think Jokic is better. There we go. How about that? 
All right, there's the top six. Well, and, that's then, for and then sure. a drop. Yeah, I like is there that. another player we're forgetting? I, I prefer the Curry. back-to-back MVP. I put Curry oh. in there. So that's a t- there's a top six before you drop off to like the Tatum tier. <laughs> the Tatum tier? <laughs> James <laughs> Passage opens box, adds Mile High City baby shirt next to Kempner, Kemperner shirt. Oh, Kemperner no. shirt. Chris Harris Jr. jersey and all my Colorado Rockies gear. Oh, I'm so sorry, James. You know what? You could wear the bone shirt. It's cool. <laughs> it's <laughs> it a cool cool. shirt. Dia de, de los Muertes is coming up. You could argue true. its value just it, went up. Yeah, it's, it's a, you could argue that. Yeah. Although yeah, I, mean, I would you'd, check. You'd be wrong. Well, I mean, I, currently I would check it's the, valued at two second yeah, rounders. Yeah. I, would, <laughs> yeah, I would check the locker uh, in a few days. I would say that the value will not go up. I'll give you a couple of minutes. We raised the shirt. price on our both t-shirts. It's now we're three second <laughs> rounders. You know, the last time Jokic played Plumlee, he dropped 40, 27, and 10. <laughs> Plumlee had five fouls in 19 <laughs> minutes, so yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand that it is with the thing you're trying to avoid is Anthony uh, Davis playing the five if you're the Lakers, and this allows him to do that a little bit better. Isn't he on the Clippers though? What's that? Isn't he on the Clippers though? Oh yeah, it was Clippers. You're right. Yeah, it was Clippers. Yeah, who are they got then? Is their help? Cousins Nobody. is who the Lakers are going to get. Yeah, Cousins. They're will totally be the getting it. Darren Collison. They're totally getting it. That's the hundred percent. Bring Dwight Darren Howard Collison over from is Taiwan out there somewhere. Let's just go find him. But at the end of the day, Brown over Bones can't be too bad. I, yeah. I like that. I like. We that could energy. have done that without Brown. Is just the so trade, s- but yes, <laughs> I think that's Brown. Point, Brown yeah. is just so like. I am excited for the Brown era. The, you're ready for uh, the brownout? <laughs> Fernando Para. Nuggets still got the best starting five, and Brown. Yes, they and do. And Brown, and Bryant, <laughs> and Vlaco, and Zeke are solid. Bring on the Suns and others, because Nugs are winning it all. Going to be sweet if they do. I'm sitting here talking as we're reading these super chats to uh, AJ Hayfley, who just covered a, champ- a Stanley Cup championship Avs uh, team. Yeah, and what's he upset about? No, no, he's actually telling. Oh. He's watching us, saying, "What are you guys so upset about?" And he, you know, his his note to me here is that championship teams need everyone, even the end of bench guys, pulling the rope in the same direction. And I honestly think it's an underrated comment. And like, I think Calvin Booth, I do think this is part of his calculus. Just in talking to him, like some of his calculus is he knows the value of it takes every little ounce of your team to be of the same mind and mm-hmm. and like. Thinking the same thing, doing the same thing, feeling the same thing, and whatever. And whether or not Bones could have been salvaged in that case, forget it. It's over. It's done with. But I do think that there is a better chance than ever that the Nuggets have 15 guys that are all pulling in the exact same direction for the rest of the year. And I think that it's underappreciated how important that can be for a team that's at this stage. You know one reason Calvin Booth knows that? Because he was one of those guys. Yeah, 100%. At the end of the bench. Yeah, Totally. I think it's just that you feel like along the potential timeline of Bones in Denver to wind up with, regardless of whose fault it is, to wind up with what they wound up with feels disappointing. But I think the dynamic you describe is is in play. And here's one thing we'll always learn. When you're on a good team with a great culture, does everybody look a little bit better? And there's a feeling right now of Nuggets don't have a lot of draft picks because they've traded away so many to get here. This idea of like where are you going to get the next wave of talent, it just might be that Whatever players you bring in here are 40% better, a la Bruce Brown, a la KCP, yep. and a la maybe even Christian Brown, where it's like, hey, Denver's going to end up adding. Peyton Watson has a better chance of panning out now because he's going to be in this culture and this system, and they'll add other pieces that have a good chance of just yeah. becoming the seventh and eighth best players. The next wave of talent, I mean, yeah, that stuff will matter a little bit here and there. What really matters is if... The Nuggets stay healthy, and if Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., of course, Aaron Gordon, and KCP 
ball out in the playoffs. Like that that's really what matters. If if your big guys come up for you. Most assuredly. That's what matters. Most assuredly. But I do think that because there is a lot of talent being pooled that it then does become important for all of the team. All of the all of the margins become all the more important. And I just pray as I always do to the very benevolent basketball gods whom I revere and would never cross that <laughs> the Nuggets are do not find themselves in a, in a position where they're like, oh my God, we need a backup point guard. All right. Nuggets still have Jokic. I'm excited for it. And we're going to be back right here watching Jokic play. There's more Orlando super magic. Oh, wait, we have two more. S. Williams looking for some Hell trade yeah. grades, post-trade vibes. He likes Thomas Bryant. So <sighs> do I, man. I think that's a good trade. Thomas Bryant. Hey, that's a good trade. Jones Highland. What else we got? Not good. Second round picks greater than Zach Collins. Still. Hey, man, at least uh -huh. we did not get Zach Collins. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> that's an A. Zach Collins. That's so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine Give swapping that for Zach Collins? That's the ultimate vibe. Like, tough, yeah, tough vibes. Are you a Portland fan? Maybe no Thomas Malachi Flynn, no Zach Collins. Is Thomas Bryant, like, really cool and fun and hilarious or something? Like, oh. He's well, not Zach Collins. All right. Well, there you go. All right, everybody. We're going to be right back here in just a couple hours previewing the Nuggets as they take on the Orlando Magic and the new era of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Hit that like button one last time oh, for us on the way out, guys. We'll see you in a couple hours.